Welcome to Worship Call with Bible teacher Buzz Lawback. Buzz is the pastor of Grace Chapel Bible Ministries located in Duncan, South Carolina. This ministry is dedicated to the verse-by-verse teaching of God's Word and discipleship programs aimed at strengthening the faith of God's people. Now here's today's message. Matthew 24, 6-9, you will be hearing wars and rumor of wars. See to it that you're not frightened. For those things must take place, but that is not yet the end. For nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and in various places there will be famines and earthquakes, but all these things are merely the beginning of birth pangs. Then they would deliver you to tribulation. As bad as it is now, the Lord promises that it's going to get worse. Yes, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, brothers and sisters in Christ, it's going to get worse. The ground war is only a manifestation of an invisible air war that is going on as we speak in the heavenlies. When Satan is overpowered, finally, and he's forced out of heaven, then the ground war will now be declared a tribulation. This is the fifth day of the week in God's created order. The first day of February 2024th year of our Lord. And this is another fine day in the Lord. Father in heaven, thank you for this opportunity of coming together once again. Open our hearts to the study of your word. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the means of fellowship with my friends and family and others that are tuning in across the United States and the world. And uh, you have been loyal to her for years. And I pray for them, Heavenly Father, that you be with their lives and their footing. And I pray, Heavenly Father, that thank you. Uh, I pray, Heavenly Father, that I not take the take for granted what the, being the instrument that you use to communicate your word. And may it be the Spirit that through me will touch the lives of others and and their spiritual life. We pray, Heavenly Father, open our hearts this morning to your word in Christ's name. We pray, Amen. The tribulation is the intensified stage of the angelic conflict that is going on. Um, while we see physically the things that are going on around us, there is in the heavenly realm, in the invisible realm, things that are going on now, and we are just basically the uh, war, the again, the manifestation of that war that's going on, that bigger war, the angelic conflict. It is at that time that one must know, when when we're coming into battle, we must know in that intensified stage, coming into the tribulation, we must know who we serve. We must know, we must know where our allegiance lies. We must know where we get our orders from. And that communication must be clear. And we must know who, we must know who we serve. Matthew 24, 4 through 5. And Jesus answered and said to them, let me do this. And Jesus answered and said to them, see to it that no one misleads you. For many will come in my name saying, I am the Christ and will mislead many. In these times, the believer in the Lord 
is to take the Joshua moment. At, at any given time, when we first start out in, in we when we first start out in salvation, when, when we first hear the gospel message and we respond to that gospel message, Jesus Christ providing eternal life for anyone that trusts in Him for it, and trusting in Him, we actually change our allegiance from the Lord of darkness to the Lord of light, from Satan to... Because when we are born into this world, physically alive but spiritually dead, we are actually the sons of disobedience. And when we believe, when we put our trust in Christ, we change our allegiance. And we are born again, and positionally we are in Christ. At that point, we must solidify our foundation. We must build our foundation around Christ. Coming and building in faith through His Word to the point where we know who we trust, to where we learn. We, we live, even in a time, this time, many of us are still living in relative peace. But that peace is growing um, less and less. Many, As we spoke yesterday, many Christians are still in the, in the gray area. They are not living like Christians. They're more or less moral. They're kind. They they consider themselves as good people, and they may very well be, but they're not living the spiritual way of life. They're in that gray area. And what separates them? They they don't really study the Bible. They they have a Bible. Um, their spiritual life is on the shelf. They're going about their way. And again, they're not bad people. But they're just they're but they're not spiritual people either. They're living by the by worldly things. The they're they're going about their lives and rarely and sometimes they call them CEO Christians. Christians on Easter and or Christmas and Easter only. I think the, uh, Christmas and Easter only Christians. That's the only time you really find them in and the church. Uh, we must learn to be occupied with the person of our Christ. Now, while things are good, we must know who we worship before we come into the battle. Because sure enough, when things begin to intensify, it will be a little bit too late to figure out who we trust because inevitably, if you do not if you do not know who you trust coming into the battle, inevitably you're going to take communication from the wrong commander. Alright? And so, see to it that no one misleads you. It's important that we understand who our commander-in-chief is. And so we must take the declaration like Joshua. We must have our Joshua moment. As far as me and my house... We will serve the Lord. And that comes from a believer who is solid, who has a solid foundation already. Joshua isn't just starting to live as unto the Lord. He's already been. And he makes that declaration. We must come to that point. 
So that is the declaration of one's, what Joshua is doing is the declaration of one's orientation to the authority of God under the administration of God. Many Christians, again, I'm beating up Christians a little bit this morning. Uh, may it be conviction to you if this is you. Many Christians have been um, under, they consider themselves under grace. There go by the grace of God, or there by the grace of God go I. That I've been, my sins have been washed out. I'm a sinner. There's nothing I can do about it. And when I leave this body, I'll go to heaven and have a perfect body. But for right now, they they have a low a low concern about their own sin and about their own walk. And they, it's not that grace. Listen, that grace isn't that you can get away with things. That grace gives you the time and the assets to get your spiritual footing and to grow in the knowledge and the grace of uh, to the grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So Joshua had his mar- marching orders, and so do we. And our marching orders can be compared to that of Joshua. Let's go to Joshua one seven, one of my favorite passages in the Bible, one of my go tos. Only be strong, uh, only be strong and courageous. Be careful to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it from the right or to the left. That is becoming disoriented, folks. When you turn to the right or to the left, you're becoming disoriented to the direction of the Lord, His authority, so that you may have success wherever you go. This book, look at this, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do according to all that's written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous. That's the second time he said he gives the result of this, the prosperous. And look, there's another one coming. And you will have success. Have I not commanded you be strong and courageous? Do not tremble or be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. His marching orders has a lot to teach us about our marching orders of sticking with the Word of God, understanding authority orientation. Do not turn to the right or to the left from it. Our course is set forward. Authority, as it was designed by God, establishes an umbrella of protection and security and comfort within the established boundaries. The individual believer within the boundary of God's authority remains under the protecting, protected hand of God. All pressure and suffering that comes under the sovereignty control of the Lord so that these things are not for our destruction but for the believer's growth and blessing. In the divine, in every institution, it is governed by authority. And after the the fall of man, authority becomes one of those things like sex. The word sex and the word authority gives you an instant negative connotation, but that's not true. It's just the Lord established both and other things that we in our sinful hearts have under the dictates of Satan, distort it. 
Authority is a good thing. An authority of a wife under a godly husband. Children under a godly parents. Forming a family. Any business institution, any military institution must be governed by a system of authority. You destroy the authority, you destroy the institution. So in the military, the officer understands his orders. The the officers and, and leadership in the military The, the general, the higher up uh, you go, the general, the the may, uh, the colonels, the major, all the way down, all the way down, all the way down to the lieutenant level, the officer corps. Sometimes even the NCO ranks, staff NCOs and NCO ranks, they understand that the decisions that they make and the orders that they give and the orders that they may be given may lead to their death. A general must understand that when he gives an order, he may be given an order for his troops to go into a line of fire. He may have to sacrifice a whole platoon, a company, a battalion for the, for the completion of the mission. At any cost, it is the mission. That's what we're fighting for. And men are going to die. And men are going... And in the military, the soldier is a, learns. The Marine learns. The sailor learns that it's instant, willing, obedience to order. Instant, willing, obedience to order. A salute. Aye, aye, sir. And carry on with the mission. They have to understand that. And that has to be. Jesus sets the pattern. He knew who his commander-in-chief was. And his commander-in-chief still is. It is the Father in heaven. And Jesus said, my bread is doing the will of the Father. And it was the Father who sent him to his death to accomplish the mission. Philippians 2.8 Being found in the appearance of man, he humbled himself and becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Even as Christians and followers of Christ, we must understand that our obedience may take us all the way to our, our uh, own deaths. This is what Jesus talked about that we must be, that we must, if we are going to be disciples of Him, we must pick up our crosses. And that's not going to pick up our crosses. That's not, okay, be willing to pick up our crosses. We must be carrying our crosses. So every step, listen, every step of the believer moves him, every step of the believer inside that authority structure of the Lord. Advances him further in the spiritual life and frustrates the enemy. The enemy being Satan. So, what do you do? What is Satan's ploy? Satan seeks, as long as you are within the boundaries of God's authority, you're moving forward, friend. You're pressing. You're taking ground. 
every challenge that you overcome using utilizing the Word of God, you're moving forward and upward to that high point where you're glorifying the Lord. And it may, listen, it's not going to be easy. You've got those fiery darts going and you've got the opposition going against you. But you keep your situation awareness and you know that you're advancing in the Lord. You know, and we go through many trials in our lives and the pressures and challenges. At all times, we must maintain our walk in the Lord. We must, we must know where we are in that circumstance. Even with our friends and our families who drop it off, like Job. Even though we are we have those pressures and we, we're ridiculed and we're, we're pressured because all of that is designed to push you outside. Like Job's wife who says, you still hold on to your integrity? What was she saying? Are you still in that boundary of authority? Well, come on out. Curse God and die. See, our, ours is to maintain our, our future advance. And it frustrates the enemy. It frustrates Satan. So what does he do? He tries to garble up the communication. And how does he do that? He sends in false teachers. He tries to put a virus into our thinking. Wrong thinking. To disrupt and confuse the message of Christ so that we might fall away and fall under a different authority, His authority, the authority of the dark Lord. Do not be conceived. <laughs> Don't be conceived. Do not be deceived. The unjust conflict is intensifying. That's what we are seeing in our world. It's not political. It's not... One nation rising up above the other. Look at the big picture. The big picture is the angelic conflict. And what we see and what we're witnessing in our day is a physical manifestation of this spiritual reality. And if you're looking for some relief, I, I don't... I don't want to be a fatalist here. But if you're looking for some relief, you're going to be sadly disappointed. Because we're only at the tip of the iceberg. And this is going, this is continuing, what we're seeing right now is going to, there are still, I'm afraid that there are still many people that are looking for a presidential candidate to rise up and they say, that's our hope. And I think that's, I don't know, that's one thing that concerns me greatly. So as it's intensifying, there has been believers who are in the rear with the gear. Tim, you understand what I'm talking about, rear and the gear. I've mentioned this before. You and I and other military people recognize that every time that operation came came by, every time you went out on a force march, every time that you were going out to the field, there was always those that had to be in the sick bay. There, they, 
that you could count on them. You knew where they were going to be when when the exercise kicked up. They were going to be in sick bay. They were going to be hurt. They're going to hurt their leg. They're going to be something. And they spend their whole career, really, their whole time in the rear because, okay, you're on light duty, so you'll be in so you'll be in supply and you'll be working. And what do they do in supply? Well, they can only hand out so much and then they're playing spades. <laughs> they're playing cards. But if you're not, and eventually the battle is going to come to them when they're least prepared. Eventually the battle, is, if you're not on the forward edge of the battle area, you're not. your skills are not being honed. And when that battle comes back to you, when that when that intensified stage of the end-job conflict comes and knocks at your door, you're not going to be ready. We ready ourselves with the Word of God. We, and the Word of God directs our attention to who is in charge. We learn our commander's intent from the Word of God. We know how he thinks so that we can think his thoughts after him. Again, this is the point of today's message. If you do not know your God, what do I know? I, I've accepted Jesus. And I know who my God is. No, you just you took you stepped in positionally. You're a saved person, but do you know your God? Do you know? Do you know His thoughts? Do you know His thinking? Well, of course I do. How much have you been in God's Word? How much are you a student of God's Word? Well, I've done a lot of good things. I've worked in soup lines. I've I go to church. I do this. I do that. How I'm not asking that. How much have you been in God's Word? How much is your life being conformed by the Word? Because it's, it's, the battle is going to be intensified to, from battle and war to tribulation. For those who have been actively engaged in a spiritual life, it will be the time to double, double down and capitalize on their spiritual strength knowing who their commander-in-chief is and continue to press forward to the high ground. It's going to be hard. You're going to have tears. It's going to be... There's going to be anguish. There's going to be temptation to give up. Hebrew says, do not... The writer of Hebrews says, do not grow weary and well-doing. Keeping check of your spiritual life there's going to be times when we're going to fail. There's going to be times when we're going to stumble. There's going to be times when we're going to latch out. There's going to be times when we move out from the perimeter of God's authority. At that point, we confess our sins. We may have that bout of bitterness and anger and we may lash out and we may be self-pity, whatever it is. But when, whenever we find ourselves outside of that boundary, we confess our sins and move back into that authority structure we we move out when we confess our sins he is faithful and he is just forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness putting us back into the fight under his authority every time that we move out of that circle we're under the authority of our carnal nature and uh, allying with the demons and satan now, no, don't think, think that. Now, tribulation, when we're talking about the tribulation, these, these are what Jesus is going through, eschatology, this is last times, but 
Don't think, Christian, that and count on that we are going to be raptured out of here and this doesn't apply. Just because we're not going to be in the, in the most intense time, which is called the Great Tribulation, and I do not believe that we are going to be in the Great Tribulation. And just because I don't think that we're going to be in the Great Tribulation and I'm counting on being raptured out, doesn't mean it's not going that things are going to be easy for us until that time comes. There's wars, there's rumors of wars, there's famines, there's pestilence. And Jesus said, this is not the end time things. And these are merely birth pangs. That means there's difficulties. And if we're going to need the Word of God, and so will those tribulational saints that's going into the full brunt of the battle. But don't think that we we as Christians uh, that are going to be raptured out of here is given a free pass. No, even today we see the we see things intensifying against Christians and against the Jews. Persecution is on its way up. Are you ready for the battle? And when we're taken out of here, that's on that's on God's command. That's on that trumpet. When that trumpet sounds, we're out of here. But until then, we must be living the Christian way of life, the spiritual life now, fortifying our souls with the Word of God and knowing who our Commander-in-Chief is. So, again, what's going to mess this up is false teaching. What's going to mess up our thinking? Because remember, remember Grady, Whatever we say, Grady, thought, decision, motives, and action. What's the most important? Our thinking. Because everything comes from our, everything else comes from it. Our motives, our decisions, our actions coming from how we've been programmed. What's in our hearts by way of Bible doctrine? And Satan will look to bring in false teaching to disrupt that thinking. Matthew 7.15 Beware of false prophets who come in cheap clothing but inwardly are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruit. Grapes are not gathered by thorns and bushes nor figs from thistles are they. Let's talk about the fruit. Talk about what is produced by these false prophets are false teachers. So every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. A good tree cannot produce bad fruit, nor a bad tree produce good fruit. Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. So then, you will know them by their fruits. Not everyone who says to me. Now, this is the fruit. At this point, we're talking about fruit. And people say, well... You'll know them by the fruit, and they relate this to Christians. Well, you know what a Christian is by the fruit. This is not what this is talking about. That may be, but this is not what this is talking about. It's talking about what's produced from false teachers. And here's the product of the false teacher. This is a product right here. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but he who does the will of the Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name 
and in your name cast out demons, and in your name perform many miracles? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who practice lawlessness. This is the product of the false teachers. What are they guilty of? They are guilty of rejecting God's Word. Because before you can buy into the lie, you have to first reject the truth. So the fruit here is produced by the false teachers. Matthew 24, 6. You will be hearing wars and rumors of wars. See to it that you're not frightened. Remember Joshua? What does Josh, what did he tell the Joshua? Be bold and courageous. Be bold and courageous. See to it that you are not frightened. Don't don't succumb to fear. There's going to be times when we're going to be uneasy, but do not succumb. Do not do not allow fear to dictate over your your actions and your thinking. Um, to cause you to move out of that boundary, to turn to the left or to the right. For these things must take place, but that is not the end. And Jesus said, it is the Lord that's saying, you haven't seen nothing yet. Wars and rumors of wars are the intensified stage of the angelic conflict. And they are only growing greater. Again, let's Remember Ephesians 6.12. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the powers, against the world forces of this darkness, against spiritual forces of wickedness. Where? In heavenly places. And you think it's bad now. You think it's bad now. Wait. Because when does the tribulation come? Let's look at Revelation 12.7. Not there. And there is there was war in heaven. Michael and the angels waging war with the dragon. Remember what it said? The the ground war is a the intensified stage. Okay, let me just read this and we'll sign out. Um look at this. The dragon and his angels wage war, and they were not strong enough, and there was no longer a place found for them in heaven, and the great dragon was thrown down. The serpent of old, who is called the devil and Satan, who deceives the whole world. And he was thrown down to the earth, and his angels were thrown down with him. And uh, at that point, you think it's bad now. You think what we're seeing right now, when, when Satan and his angels are cast down. Woo! You, you have not seen nothing yet. And so the war is active in heaven. Those Satan and his angels are going to be cast down, kicked out of heaven, and then then we're going to see it's going to be nothing like we've we've ever imagined. So as bad as you as bad as we see it today, it's going to be that much worse. Father in heaven, thank you for this time today. I pray, heavenly Father, give us a militant spirit in the fact that we. We are in a war. We're not looking for comfort in this life. We're not looking for a way out. But we are, each day, we are abiding in Thee. Learning and growing in our Lord. 
so that as these things continue to escalate all the way up until the time that you take us out of this world that we might meet our Lord in the air that we know who our commander in chief is and that we will remain within the boundaries of your authority we pray these things in Christ's name Amen alright another fine day in the Lord keep your armor on Keep fighting the good fight of faith. Lord willing, Spirit guide, Rapture Penny, be back here in the AM. Joining us. You can hear this message again, as well as previous lessons, and get notes by visiting us online at www.gchapel.org.